I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 235. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We hope you enjoy music, songwriting and just general discussion around the two. Uh, We've got many other episodes before this one, including guests like London Grammar, The Avalanches, Alison Pontier, Molrat, Baby No Money, What So Not and many, many more. Head to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our episodes. We've got some incredible guests coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, so please make sure you, you, you subscribe to our, to our pod. While you're there, please feel free to chuck us a rating or a review. It does all help promote the pod in the long run. We also want to quickly draw attention to our new YouTube series, which we launched last week. You can find the link to our episode with Christian Lee Hudson in the show notes, along with all our other socials. Let's not muck around any further. We've got all the boring stuff out of the way. Let's dive into today's guest. Today's guest is Bear. She's a US-born songwriter that has kind of spent a little bit of time everywhere. Uh, While studying musical theatre over in London, she fell in love with the art of songwriting and gave it a go, and it turns out that she's pretty damn good at it. (laughs) She ended up leaving the UK during one of the COVID lockdowns and headed back to Minnesota, Uh, but she continued to collaborate with creatives and producers that she had already kind of built connections with while she was studying abroad. One such single that kind of came out of those sessions was her debut single, which was titled Meant to Be. It was released in October of 2021, and it's currently sitting at over 65 million streams on Spotify, so I think it's safe to say it was a hit. Fast forward to this year, to 2023, and last Friday, Bear released her brilliant second EP, which is titled halfway. Blending Indian pop music together while pairing them with lyrics that recount heartbreak and I guess attempts at trying to get over someone, uh, it is a beautiful kind of piece of work for anyone that's ever had their heart broken. In today's episode, we're speaking with Bear about the boy that ghosted her and inspired and I imagine affected these songs regarding heartbreak. Uh, we're talking about subverting expectations within songwriting. Uh, we're talking about collaboration with some of her musical idols or her auntie's musical idols, I believe. Um, and we're also talking about the pivot from musical theatre to songwriting and whether she's still into musical theatre as well. All the details for her Halfway EP can be found in the show notes of this episode. And we also want to give a massive shout out to Rhiannon from Positive Feedback for helping with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Bear. There's a lot of things we never said, a lot of texts I never sent. And don't forget the times you text your ex when we were still in bed. 
please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Bear. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? It is very fun to be here. Um, yeah, good. It's a good day. I'm actually in LA at the minute, which has been really nice and a sunny change for me. So I welcome that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, having a kind of a look into to your history or seeing where you've kind of been located the last number of years, you have been or preferred to stay in like a lot of colder kind yep. of places from the looks of it. So LA is, yeah, definitely a change. Yeah, I'm a big fan of cold, grey, rainy, snowy, <laughs> miserable places. Um, no, it definitely, I actually find like a weird comfort in that and I've always loved it and I don't do well with like really warm places often, but I've only been in LA for like two days and it's not, it's been nice so far. <laughs> we'll see how long I make it. Yeah. Well, yes, good luck with, with LA. And I think Thank you. <laughs> sometimes the, um, the, the colder environment is almost like a, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's more, um, what is the word? There is a certain word and it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think what it is, but it, it is, it's more of an artist's kind of season. It's, it's more that you stay in, you create, you, you write instead of being out and going to the beach and whatever else. Yeah, I think I really find it very cozy. It's just a very like different type of sort of existence when you're, you know, bundled up and um yeah, using blankets and wearing big boots and big jumpers and staying inside <laughs> for like be on purpose as opposed to yeah, the beach lifestyle, which is one I've literally never lived. I'm not sure. I don't even know what that would be like. But it sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds sunny and happy. But I don't know. <laughs> I like a little. I like a little dark seasonal depression to <laughs> to fuel my artistry. I suppose. <laughs> I very much can um, appreciate that, and I think that you and I might be similar in that way. My wife is very much a beach person, so we don't see eye to eye on that. But that is not what we are here to talk about today. <laughs> we have a, a, a brand new EP from yourself. It is called Halfway. It is out now. Uh, congratulations. This is a beautiful EP. Thank you so much. I'm actually just so excited that it's out. And um, the whole process of like writing it and putting it together has just like felt, it's gone so fast, but it's also felt like an eternity. So it's really a fun like, I can't believe it's happening, basically, and I can't wait for people to actually hear it and dive into it. Yeah. I'm sure that, well, I, I know for a fact, having a look on social media, there's a lot of people who are very excited to, to be, finally be able to listen to this. Um, it's only been 12 months since your first EP, uh, and I'm still thinking about that. How are you feeling this, this time around, I guess? What's the difference now that you're kind of this is the second time you're doing it. You've already gone through that first debut kind of stage. Yeah, I think I'm equally as like nervous and excited. It's like a, it's like those happy type of butterflies that you get. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think with this one, I've been touring it. Uh, and that is the biggest difference be between like the release of the CP and then like teasing up to, up to, and I'm still thinking about that coming out because for the longest time, like before I put that EP out, my first EP, 
it's just everything lived on the internet. And so it didn't really feel as real as like potentially this one sort of does because I've been putting these songs in front of people and gaining their reaction a little bit quicker and like actually performing them live. And um, so I know that people are hearing them and I'm not just like, I don't know, seeing views on TikTok or seeing like pre-save numbers or anything like that. So it's really, this feels like it's a real experience with real people involved. And, and that's been an amazing change of pace, but equally I like, yeah, I feel very much as if it's the exact same in the same way. I'm still not used to any of this. So it's really fun to be putting the second one out and have it feel as fresh as the first one did. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Are you, um, are you someone who, when you're touring, as you kind of said, you, you're seeing people's reactions, you're seeing the feedback almost in, in real time. Do you yeah. <laughs> take that on and like kind of go back and rework the songs? Ooh, um, I, I haven't, I guess like really I've not experienced a lot of that yet. I think that is something that would be um, like a part of my process for sure. And I hope to like be able to do that more. But um, with with these last few songs, like the four that I've put out now prior to like the full EP's release as well, um, those are ones that I like religiously was touring and would play every night and just gauging like audiences' reactions on like the lyrical content was always really fun, especially with Your Internet Sucks, which of course has like the the Fortnite line in it and is a funny story <laughs> in itself. It's It's nice to like tell those stories to the people before I like share it on the internet. So that's been really fun, but I haven't, um, I've not like reworked anything yet off the back of, of like a tour experience, but I feel like that is exactly something that would be right in that alley of something I would do. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. Um, I started first, like originally playing super spreader without the bridge before I'd ever written the bridge. And then I remember like going into a performance being like, I should write a bridge for this song. And yeah, (laughs) sort of wrote it on an airplane after that. But (laughs) even that self kind of reflection, I think that's very impressive. Um, I was going to talk about um, your internet sucks because I think that was one, it was one example of something I wanted to talk to you about was your songwriting. And one thing I really enjoyed about the EP was I think the fact I am a huge fan of any, it doesn't matter what genre, the songwriter, whoever they are, if, if a songwriter can subvert the expectations of the listener, I feel like they're doing their job brilliantly. And I got that on this EP as well. I feel like there are times where listening to certain tracks in my mind, I thought it was going to go one way and it went another, which then made my ears prick up and really, really listen. Um, and I think that was evident on your internet sucks. Um, and so I was hoping to talk about that, I guess, your songwriting craft <laughs> and how, I guess, firstly, how, how you came across songwriting. That's really cool to hear, actually. Thank you. Um, I do agree that, like, I, I think when we wrote that, I remember thinking, wow, this song escalates quickly. <laughs> this is, uh, we go from zero <laughs> to 100 really fast into the chorus. And and I kind of loved that about it, too. Um, I really like, like, I don't know. I, it's probably, I'm probably the only person that thinks about it. And I'm not going to assume that this is, like, a like something that every listener will pick up on anytime they listen to one of my songs. But I really like it when like the emotion of the song is really embedded in like all parts of it. So not just like the lyrical content, but 
if if what I'm saying it sounds like an emotional roller coaster, I kind of want the song to feel like an emotional <laughs> roller coaster, and I definitely go from this like very longing sort of oh. I might be getting back at you for something, but like, am I in that song to like specifically, nope, I don't wish you the best. Like actually I've made up my mind. So that switch up happens very on, like that's, I made that decision quite like (laughs) purposefully. And I, when we wrote it too, oh my gosh, we were just laughing or like, yeah, we were just laughing through the whole thing Um, because it is just quite comical. And with this EP specifically, I wanted, I like remember thinking I really need to take the piss out of myself with a lot of these lyrics and like kind of laugh with me and at me and allow an audience member to do that because I want it to show all those like messy, dumb decisions that you make when you're in that like halfway void in like every single song. So yeah, I think I was really, um, (laughs) I just wanted a lot of juxtaposition in like every section especially with that song but yeah the process the process is different every time um that song came from a story but a lot of the other songs on the ep came from just like titles that i had scribbled in my notes that i knew would someday make like a funny anecdote for a song like slut phase for example that was just like a word that sat in my notes app for six months until I was in the session reading off a bunch of titles and Lauren who I wrote it with was like that what's that like can we write that and I was like (laughs) oh I thought no one would want to touch this like yes let's do it and it was so fun to dive into like okay what did I actually mean like is it a slut phase or or then what what we ended up writing was like is it a band-aid and like what does this we kind of explored like why are you self-sabotaging quite a bit with that song and that was really fun that's one of my favorite things we've ever written but yeah we I like to start and just like have conversations about funny things and then pull lyrics from these conversations that we're having so it feels like I'm just talking to who's ever listening which is usually just myself really so I write these songs because they're my inner monologue and <laughs> I think like this EP is very evident of that, which has been really fun. And I'm really excited that that's sort of where it landed, but yeah, I don't know if any of that made sense. (laughs) I have no idea. It did. It did make sense. And I I kind of, I liked the, well, we, we addressed the songwriting in your internet sucks when you kind of spoken on a larger manner, which I was going to get to anyway. So I appreciate the, the the segue, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) Um, for this EP, um, I know that you worked with um, some more local musicians. I think for the first EP, you were working over Zoom quite a bit with songwriters in, in the UK, but this time yeah. you were able to work with, I believe, like a local Minnesotan or a band from Minneapolis or Minnesota. Is that correct? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, yes. And it was the best thing that could have happened. Um, I definitely, that first EP was like such a lockdown project for me. And it was also something so freshly off like this big breakup that I honestly keep writing about and I probably will keep writing about for the rest of my life because it <laughs> was big but um yeah we did almost everything over zoom with that EP and it was really fun and a t- completely different sort of style of working and and it made me love the internet and Zoom and also hate the internet and Zoom simultaneously. So <laughs> with this song or like with this whole EP, I just remember thinking, I really want to be in the room with people. I like miss how it felt to like celebrate writing a cool chorus together and actually hear it out of the speakers all at the same time and not have to like, it's just a different style of writing and like method essentially. And I was lucky enough to meet Brad and Casey, who make up Now Now, which are just like this band from my childhood. Like, I don't, I love their music. And I had no idea they were from Minneapolis, and let alone that they lived down the street from me. So my aunt and uncle, actually, I was living with them at the time, and they told me about that. And um, I pestered my manager for like months to try and introduce us and like segue and eventually it like just sort of miraculously happened and we wrote together for the first time and it was like the best thing since sliced bread in my opinion I (laughs) felt like a new person after that and they played a really large role in in this EP which I'm really like fortunate and like I feel really lucky for because it's really cool to have people that you like look up to and really like respect so close to something that you love so much like that. I, I've not felt that before. So it was really, um, I love all of my collaborators and, and I've, I wrote that first EP primarily with some people that I considered to be like my best friends on the planet. But then it was really cool to have like an outside perspective and then have it be so vital and, and pivoting. And they really challenged me to like get out of my comfort zone with this. And I think it like reads in the music. I mean, it's a lot indier and a lot more like fun and upbeat and like funny. And it's just been really fun to make that with them. And actually like they've, they've thrown a lot of confidence into me with that. And I think (laughs) that's really cool. I I would agree with that. I think there's, there's definitely a, a, not even a sonic shift, but the I think overall sonically, both well, lyrically and sonically, there does appear to be more confidence in this EP. Um, and, and yeah, it's a little songwriting. more in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's great though. I think the fact that um, you, you mentioned it before, Slap Face, the, the EP kind of opens with that and it's almost a slap in the face, um, and yeah. which I think is a good thing. It starts off strong. Thank you. Yes. I, re- I definitely like wanted to sort of reclaim a piece of myself with like this whole project because it is at its, at its like core, it's a really like retrospective, like me looking inwards project. I mean, again, halfway sits at the center of it. And that's why I decided that it was going to be the title track because when we wrote that, that was a zoom song. Um, but I wrote that in like a New York hotel room. So unexpectedly 
over Zoom with Caroline Pennell and my friend Brandon, who wrote the full first EP with me. Like, we had a great... He's just one of my, like, go-to safety blanket collaborators. And so it was so fun to just, like, be smacked in the face by that song when we wrote it because I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and it opened up, like, a whole door of possibilities for, like, this this context, this, like whole project circled around like the things that happen in that like halfway space that we were talking about and that I was pretty much explaining to myself in that session and I could just tell that like there was a lot to be said about how weird it is to you know start dating again after heartbreak and and all of the like awkward parts of that and I don't have there's not a lot of songs in my playlists that are about this like really awkward phase of trying to like get comfortable in your old like in your in your skin again, in your own skin after something like that happens. So I just was like, well, maybe this holy EP should sort of be that. And I wanted it to be sad and happy and, you know, like <laughs> energetic, but also really like slow. And I want, I, I felt like it needed to be a messy roller coaster because I think I probably was a messy roller coaster while I was writing it and while it was really in front of me. And so it feels like, again, kind of this like time capsule in the same way that that first EP sort of felt like a time capsule for that like time I lived in my uncle's basement and like was really sad but trying not to be this feels more so like this time capsule for me like finding myself again a little bit and being okay with not getting out of that halfway zone and I think it's fun opening it with like slut phase and having it slap you in the face and then closing it with over you felt like oh okay, so there's like a purpose for all of this. Um, yeah, I like very, I was really excited about the track listing when we decided what I was, what I could kind of, how I could arrange it. <laughs> I can, yeah, of course. It, um, the, the whole EP, it is, I want to say like an emotional gut punch and whether that is the, the louder, more in your face tracks, whether it is some of the quieter tracks, the one that you just mentioned then uh, was the one I was hoping to raise with you because this one, and maybe I'm just a sucker for a, like a ballad or a bit of a slower song. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I did really enjoy Over You, which I felt um, one was a beautiful song too. And I wanted to touch on it just for a second because I know that songwriting and, and indie music or folky music maybe was not your first career choice and that you were actually looking at more of a musical theatre career trajectory if I'm correct yeah actually I like before I ended up uh studying at Leeds College of Music songwriting and and pop popular music and like voice stuff I I definitely thought that my life's purpose was was musical theater and my biggest dream on the planet was to be on Broadway and I thought that would have been really great but I spent my whole like honestly my entire upbringing in Minnesota just working really hard on, on musical theater projects and, and being on stage, which was so fun, but getting out of that too. And like doing the songwriter thing was just so new and weird. And I honestly don't know how I ended up here. Um, but I'm happy I have, but yeah, it was, it's definitely a big part of me still. And I miss it a lot. And I do, I think like over you may, might be a little ode to that piece of me which is fun and again that kind of surprised me when we wrote it as well I definitely didn't think of it as like coming from that 
sort of side of my like musical background until someone else had mentioned it. And then I was like, actually, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear that. It does feel like a little interlude <laughs> or like a, like a monologue almost, but could, <laughs> yeah. Could we ever see um, like a, a colliding of these two worlds? Will we ever see the bear? Uh, sorry. Will we ever see bear the musical? Oh, wow. I would sell a kidney to make that happen. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would call it the bear musical, but I would love to write like a, like a theatrical piece. And um, some of my favorite soundtracks also come from like contemporary songwriters. Like at the minute, I just love Waitress, which is like running, of course, right now. And that the soundtrack for that's so stunning. And Sarah Borelli's had her whole heart into that, which I think could be, I would love to do something like that someday. Um, it like scares me at the same time as it like is really exciting. So I feel like it's something that I should definitely potentially, like hopefully get my hands on it eventually. But yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I'd love to write a soundtrack. That'd be really cool. We will wait here with <laughs> bated breath. I think that would be <laughs> incredible. Um, <laughs> Um, I know that we've only got a little bit of time left there. I just want to ask very quickly, um, can we expect, I know that you're going on tour soon, can we expect to see you maybe in Australia at any point this year? Me being in Australia at any point this year? Oh, yes. I hope so. I think that'd be amazing. I am terrified <laughs> of snakes, but I would gladly <laughs> face my fear. Um, no, I... I would love to come to Australia. I'm not sure what's in the works at this, at this point, but it's definitely at the top of my list, I promise. Um, <laughs> yeah, gosh, I talked to my manager about this a lot and I, I'd really like to make that happen. It'd be really cool. The support I've received from Australia is like unmatched and I just am like so honored and so shocked and surprised every time. And I think it'd be really cool to make it to the... It's tomorrow as we're speaking, by the way, isn't it? How, how's the future? <laughs> <laughs> It's very similar to yesterday. It's very similar to the uh, past. I see. <laughs> but no, I'd love to make it over. That was such a horrible joke. I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> no, not not enough people. When we are when we are speaking to people um, overseas in the UK or in the US, not enough people make that joke. So I appreciate the, hey, the confidence and effort that went into that. <laughs> it was good. I've been thinking about it all day. So. <laughs> Um, lastly, we would usually ask our guests uh, what they're currently listening to. Is there anything on, uh, at the moment for yourself that's on high rotation? Oh, 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 oh. Um, of course, you know, when you're put on the spot and you've forgotten every song you've ever listened to in your life. Um, I, <laughs> I really love the new Gracie Abrams and I'm really looking forward to the album. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of Lizzie McAlpine recently um, I think, of course, Ceilings is like a perfect song. And what else do I like? Um, I, you know what? I've recently had an Ellie Golding resurgence. It's just like breathed new Ooh, life into okay. me. Um, yeah, yeah. I like rediscovered her entire discography. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. She's incredible. And those songs like fueled my childhood and my like high school years and so it's been really fun to sort of dive back into those again but yeah I still think anything could happen is like a perfect song <laughs> very very solid choices um I'm surprised Thank I didn't you. bring up five 
Five seconds flat, Liz McAlpine was our record of the year last year. Just phenomenal songwriting. It yeah. it really is stunning, isn't it? I know. I feel I I feel very inspired when I listen to that. And no, Lizzie's incredible. She's has a way with words that one could only hope to sort of emulate someday. She's amazing. I was going I was going to say, as do you, Bear, please. Please uh, acknowledge your own talent as well. <laughs> um, the, oh the brand new That's EP very kind. is <laughs> the brand new EP is halfway. It is out now. Um, but thank you very much for coming onto the pod. I do appreciate it. Congratulations again. Oh, thank you for having me. This is very cool, and I appreciate the that you've listened and that you took the time to talk to me about it. That's really cool. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.